Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Front Porch. My name is Michael Daniels, and I am here with my really good friend, Dennis Rogers. Evening, Dennis. Hey, man. Life going good for you? Not too bad. Work's been a little crazy, which doesn't happen often, but uh, hey, ha- we had has, a, has been happening. We had a, a, a Dennis's uh, work run into game time this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... What day even was that? Thursday? Friday? I think so. You want, I think it was Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, you talk about, you said you had a crazy week. Like, I, I, I understand. I was there for, for some <laughs> of it. For some of it. Yeah. Thursday night, we were playing, uh, Elder Scrolls Online for, mm-hmm. uh, for the listeners. And, um, the company I work for does consulting for e commerce websites. So when we do a big, major release, uh, clients often want us to do it like in the middle of the night when people are not buying their crap. Right. And so, uh, unbeknownst right. to me, my, my coworkers started, we, we were going to do a big site release Thursday night and it was pushed back. And so instead they released another site, which I did not even know was happening. And so we ran one dungeon in ESO and then I had a couple texts from my coworkers. It was like, <laughs> 9 p.m., maybe 9.30. Right. And I I sat here at my desk, like, trying to help them, but I'm like, I am too tired to fix this problem right now. <laughs> I, we, we, as we were playing, I remember right at the end of the dungeon, which uh, ESO's dungeons don't take that long. Um, and we, we ran through it pretty quickly and got done, and all of a sudden we hear Dennis on the other end like, why is my phone blowing up? What is happening <laughs> with my coworkers? All right, I got to go, guys. <laughs> So I, right, I can right. I can attest to the the dentist having a, a rough week. Um, yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I'm not normally super tired at like nine thirty ten p.m. <laughs> uh, but because we had planned on doing a site release that day anyway, um, I didn't start working until like five, and in wow. the morning, in the the first half of the day, I went over to my house and was working on. Uh, leveling out an old floor so i'd been Mm. working doing physical work in the first part of the day and then you know worked like six seven hours in the evening already no the math doesn't work there whatever (laughs) like four or five hours and you know had kind of like had an hour to wind down start playing video games and stuff and, and then was like oh man i cannot I can't get my brain working again. Like I've shut it off already. Right, it's done. I'm past that yeah. point. It's over. It's, it's funny you say you mentioned the flooring. I'm I'm just right in the middle of the process of getting my entire upstairs floor done. Hmm. And uh, um, I'm having I'm not having any of the troubles you were having. Like I didn't have to have <laughs> I didn't get tired. I don't get upset because I just hired somebody. It was amazing. Nice. nice. <laughs> I just called up a guy. He said he said yeah I can do it on this day and they're delivering it next week. And he's going to do it a week after that. And I don't have to do anything. Actually, the only thing I have to do is I have to be there and watch Netflix in the other room the whole time. So <laughs> I will yeah, I we're, feel your pain remotely. The, uh, the, the house is a little over 100 years old. And so there are a lot of um, floors and ceilings that are uneven. Oh, yeah. And sure. so we're doing the like rip the whole the whole thing up and like screw boards onto the old floorboards so that we can put a new level ish surface on top of it. Right. Uh, Levels yeah, weren't invented then. 
no or you know if they were it's just had you know a little bit of time to settle oh right sure <laughs> right sure. over over the years the ground itself has settled a lot yeah sure. exactly exactly right. so um do you manage to get out and see the greatest showman i did I did. Sydney, my daughter, and I uh, went and saw it last uh, Saturday. No, it was before that. It was, it was like Tuesday. Is actually when it was. And okay. since then, she has saw it another time. She went. Now and wait, saw it don't again don't you guys don't you guys play D anD D on Tuesdays? Yeah, we had D anD D. Actually, we're done with our campaign. We're playing oh, just, uh, pandemic pandemic now. legacy again. Right. And and last week we were down. Uh, our host Trotsky was out, and so that's right. That's right. Right. So we decided that we would take the, the week off, and uh, sadly it was canceled. But that's also five dollar uh, AMC night? theater night, and I was nice. I never get to go. So <laughs> I, I I picked up I picked up Sydney from school. And she didn't have any homework. And I was like, well, let's go get some movie popcorn. She's like, movie popcorn? I said, yeah, at the movie theater. <laughs> so we went and watched Greatest Showman. And um, you've seen it. You did see it. Like, you, we talked about that, right? Yeah, yeah. You said, um, I freaking loved it. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I loved it. Yeah. Everything about it. And I want to watch it again, and I'll probably probably buy it. I don't know if, um, let's see. There have been a just a handful of new musicals in the last decade. Yeah, like sure. they they did Lay Miz, but that's not new, right? Like it, Into the Woods, I think a, was a new like new film. So Into the Woods. Uh, I mean, there's always Wick, the Disney things, but that's Wicked, um, Wicked is ha- amazing. Hamilton. Um, yeah, yep. I haven't seen any of those. Like, well, those those the, aren't actual movies; they're 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 plays. Well, right, like actual like big stage musicals. Sure. That some of them some of them were were adapted in film. Yeah. Um, Probably. If you ever get to watch Wicked, which is coming to Indianapolis like really soon, mm-hmm. you should go watch it. It's worth money. Okay. Um, probably the, I think, probably the newest written musical that I've seen, like most recently written, is maybe Chicago. Okay, I, I, um, I haven't actually seen that one, but I, it's one that I missed. Like I okay. should have seen. I've had opportunities, and I just missed it. Oddly, it came out. Geez, when I was in college, it was like fifteen yeah. years ago. So there has to be something in between. I mean, I'm not counting any of the Disney movies, but um, I'm sure some music listeners will know like a billion of them. I'm sure. But, sure, of course. Um, but in, in in our circles, I guess, right? That right, right. Um, but Greatest Showman, I, I, encountered... I didn't even realize it was until you had said it was. I encountered the. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't run across it in like one of my um, friends on, on Instagram posted, you know, a poster when they went and saw it. And I'm like, what is this? I've never even heard of this. Mm-hmm. And of course I heard it when uh, they talked about it on geek scholars. But um, the, the point I was making with the recent, recently, recently written musicals is, I mean, Chicago was a, was a period piece. And and so was this, but mm-hmm. Chicago was it was really a lot about the music and the and the style of that period, like the nineteen thirties. Yeah. Um, Real quick before you continue, for listeners, the the Greatest Showman uh, stars Hugh Jackman as starring as P. T. Barnum, the great famous circus um, and my uh, owner back in right this this is set back and it's a musical that is um not entirely factual so it's a 
historical fiction. Sure. Okay. Sorry. Just wanted to let um, and the the one other I also saw um, Moulin Rouge. I don't remember oh, wh- yeah. which of those came out first between it and Chicago, but um, I, I had Chicago for- came out first. I had sure. forgotten how sometimes musicals are written and the musical style is very contemporary. Yes. Um, I, Moulin I Rouge said, was a lot like that. I said that to uh, um, my sister who's done theater much more recently than I have. And uh, she was like, well, this, this show talking about greatest showman um, was not, not, not just contemporary. It was like modern and new. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I meant by contemporary. It's <laughs> like, contemporary like it sounds like, the the some of the songs sound like they could be a song by um Portugal the Man or Imagine Dragons or something. Right. Sure. Like brand new contemporary music and And they it, don't shy away from it. It's it's clear. And and it was and it was great. Yeah. Like at at yeah. no point at no point did that bother me. Maybe because, you know, it's it's a show about a show and so there are enough layers of like um um like performance and facade that yeah that none of that bothered me like i wouldn't have wanted it i wouldn't have wanted it to be like calliope music or something right and 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 you know there there were times in that show where my like my first in the first eight beats i was kind of like oh this is this is totally throwing (laughs) me for this is not where this is supposed to be it's a it's a knight's tale yeah right right where they're doing the queen and yeah. Yeah, yeah um but the yeah, so there was a few of that, and then all of a sudden, I think when the words started, every one of the songs were there for a purpose, and they yeah. fit perfectly where they're supposed to fit. So, um, without yeah. um, I I don't know. Do you? I, we usually spoil things, but, <laughs> it's like, but you're, and you're the one that always asks whether we should spoil it, and my whether, answer is always what? Yes, of yes. course we spoil. Yes. I mean, it's not it's not a big twist, but um, <laughs> the opening. The big opening song and scene with the boy, the little boy, or no, no, when he's he's with, thinking with, back, yeah, with him and it fades out. Yes, yes. He's he's doing that refrain of the song. Um, yeah, everything you ever want, everything you ever need. Yes, right. And I'm like, man, this is some, this is some strong hyperbole for a, <laughs> for for a song about a circus show, like. Right. It's not like by definition, it's escapism. Like there are even there are lines in that song that that make that clear and he, yeah. he's describing it this as this like completely fulfilling experience and i'm like that's not those two those two ideas are are at odds with each other um but when you get to the end of the show um you see that that was uh foreshadowing oh yeah yeah and and where it fits in and stuff the yeah um I think you know what I think it was that song there that that initially put me onto this like oh my gosh this isn't gonna be great good and then again Hugh Jackman starts singing and you're like oh it totally does fit yeah um, the yeah so after that like even that night I went home and went ahead and bought the soundtrack because Sydney my daughter <laughs> really really liked it I mean she was yeah. singing it in the theater when she didn't even know the songs so that's that's how much this like eleven year old can <laughs> can started feeling it I mean she wanted to be, you know. I almost yeah, yeah. think that's the truest form of a musical is when you want to sing it along with them and you have no idea what they're saying, but you kind of like it's her wanting to be part of it, you know, wanting the words yeah. to say anything you ever want or, 
reshape the stars for you type things. And you're like, that, that's what she wants to feel and sing it. So it was, it was really cool. Um, the, some of the actors in there are like, uh, well, I would say actors. Who's, who's the, his partner. Um, what's his um, name? Yeah. Um, he, that, Disney, was, that Disney guy. Yeah. That Disney guy, uh, Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Uh, that's it. Zach Efron is, is obviously not one of my favorite guys actors in the world um but I, he was great i didn't he was great i didn't recognize him like my sisters did when we got it they're like that was a zach efron i'm like okay i don't know <laughs> yeah I, don't, I mean i don't know i don't know any male actors under like 40 so um, yeah i mean he, he is he is the the thing that the current generations right guy right for his stuff. his singing made me think that he was like some country singer that i don't know oh, really? country singers either but um, right. especially younger ones but the like right. his style of singing in his um in his duet with uh with Hugh Jackman I yeah. was like oh, yeah. man his style is so much more country than uh yeah than Hugh Jackman's well the you know something that's a, a really fine line in a lot of these shows and or musicals movies and, mm-hmm. and especially TV shows um like oh, that big famous one all the people watched with the, they were in high school and they were in a chorus glee glee um it's it's so obviously it's all recorded separately and it's you know dubbed over and and yeah and auto-tuned and all of that um studio done but when you watch some of these tv shows or the not as well produced ones all of a sudden it's literally like going into a cd that you're playing it's like a radio that you're listening to Mm. instead of it fitting into kind of a little bit believable this one did an okay job of that. Yeah, it was auto-tuned, and, and there were some actors that were clearly more, you know, lip-synced than others. But it just, it did almost feel like they, it was just well done that they were singing it in the environment. And that's probably um, audio mixing, those people who do that kind of stuff. Do, do you think that that, um, uh, what's the word now, little person, uh, was oh, yeah. actually singing? No, he, he was one of the ones that I thought that, that wasn't <laughs> right. He, that, that's a good example um that 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 brings up uh the one like um kind of disappointment that i'm sure it like it only bugs me a little bit and so the the super theater nerds are probably like angrily posting on forums somewhere about it is the um the redhead uh jenny lind jenny i was just i I thought you were gonna say that is supposed to be an opera singer but she doesn't sing operatically. Yeah, I like it all. I mean, N- not not even I, I not even a little bit. But but I didn't mind it because it was so good. It's and it's fine. It's just like a lot of the other songs in the show. It's one hundred percent like metaphor. Yeah, right. She's on stage and she's performing, but the words she's singing are about her situation. Yes, I I and I want to reinforce what you said like five minutes ago. When you said Moulin Rouge, like that, that's a perfect example. If, if you liked Moulin Rouge and could really get into that show, th- this is one for you. Um, yeah. The, I mean, because like Moulin Rouge, it was a period piece and some little differences, but it, it embraced modern stuff and mixing styles and whatnot. And this one just was unabashedly like the opera thing is that perfect example, you know, it, they say the word opera. They call her an opera singer. And at no point does she sing opera. It's completely what it's supposed to be then. And again, I didn't 
for only a moment did I did that cross because my mind it, because she sang so well. By the it way, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked with the rest of the show. It would have been really strange. It would have been like those um, uh, those old Rodgers and Hammerstein movies where they had a random like ballet scene in the middle. And you're like, what? What is this? There's no ballet in any of the rest of this movie. What is this doing here? Um, like it would have been, you know, because people don't the people don't listen to opera. I mean, people do. I'm not saying nobody does, but like, it's not a popular singing form today, and it doesn't right. fit thematically or stylistically with any of the rest of the songs on this soundtrack. Right. And so, well, so it was fine. I was like, oh, well, that's not, but it's, as you said, it's not, it's not made to be historically accurate. It's yeah, a little bit, a little bit like a Knight's Tale, though a Knight's Tale was very, you know, oh, it was closer that, to Monty Python on that scale. But that, um, by the way, that, that movie is one of the ones that's on my bottom of all time lists. Really? Oh yeah. That one does it like. I think throws me over the roof every time I listen to it. I think it's like um it's like we talked about camp films. I think it depends on what you expect. Oh. Like if you go into a Knight's Tale expecting to see Braveheart or something, you're going to be disappointed. Yes. It's it's but, not don't get me wrong, I'm not calling it a masterpiece. <laughs> right, right. But it's if you if you accept the fact that they're, you know, sort of telling this knight style story with very little attention to historical accuracy because you're so far you know 500 years or more in the past that most of the information we have about that period is not accurate anyway right or is too vague to really be um that informative as far as like styles and things and it's just uh you know it's a it's an entertaining i think i think uh, the reason the reason it, it it's on my list is because I was probably duped. I, th- I think mm. that it, it's it. We had this conversation with another thing earlier on. Is that it doesn't commit. It commits halfway through the movie and, and it, to to camp. Oh, it, yeah. it, it goes it goes where it's telling this honest tale of this boy who is trying to be a knight, and then the, you have believable characters with maybe a. Um, a, a comedic factor thrown in there, one to mm-hmm. kind of throw you off. You're like, okay, it's a little campy. It's a B movie. We're, I'm cool with that. Right. And then, and then about halfway through, it it goes full on camp. Oh, I like, see. And you're like, what? 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 To and be now, fair, it's now, it's been a long time since I saw that. So yeah, I, I mean, I can. You're at, for most details. of the part, you're suspending you're suspending disbelief, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go with it. Fine. And then again, I think the scene that that made me turn it off the first time was or walk out of the theater whatever it was was definitely the the we will rock you and the, the jousting <laughs> boost when that happened i was like i'm done i'm out and and as we've mentioned i don't have anything against that because this show we're talking about has not that kind of stuff but you know moulin rouge definitely doesn't i love it it was just that didn't commit well uh but going right. back to the greatest showman um besides the music which we've been talking about and, and some of the things uh my the thing that did it for me was that it was a true movie. Um, we talk about, or I've been kind of commented a lot that I had this whole hero's journey thing where you go mm-hmm. and go through trials and tribulation. And there was a little bit of that, but, but not much. I liked this one just because it was, it was good. Like it, it had hard times, but the main character was, was a true good person. And 
he went through problems and difficult times and there were temptations or whatever, but he was still at his core, a, a good thing. And the people around him were good and had yeah. hard things, but they he, still were good. He, he developed as a person, um, his, his sort of business model of, you know, sort of exploiting, um, people with, with, uh, you know, um, genetic deformities or, or things like that was, was played up in a really altruistic way. Um, right. Yeah. Which, like, like even at the beginning when they're all like, we're ashamed of ourselves. He, that song where they come out and they're performing out there is like him embracing the fact that they're different and cool and special. Right. Right. You know, so even at the beginning, he's he's feeling that way. And I know there's that time where they they feel they've lost that he he feels that way, which he never he never does, though. Like he he doesn't, which right. is he, just he, a perception. He gets there. a little he gets a little distracted for a while, but it's like, right. It's all, you know, compelling in a in a in a way that, you know, they made work in a in a family friendly format. Which, you know, is one of those things that's like, if you're a parent, that's super important. Yes. Right? Yes. If you're, if you're like me, you're not a parent, um, you, you don't care. In fact, something that is labeled family friendly is probably something you're going to pass on. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, this is going to be like, um, I'm thinking of the first, the first reboot, not, not first reboot but the first in the series of the planet of the apes reboot oh yeah okay um yeah. where like the marky I mark ones you're talking about i i think so with um uh what's his name harry and the hendersons um oh no 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 i'm not not marky mark yeah yeah i know what you're talking about um yeah uh john lithgow is john lithgow yeah and, um uh, for james franco and I think that movie was PG-13 or maybe even PG. Right. And so I'm watching this movie about, you know, this this Al Alzheimer's medication making this monkey intelligent, you know, and yeah. Andy Andy Circus masterful mocap work. Um right. and they eventually get into the violence and it's all like just out of the frame. There's never any blood. And I'm like yeah. these are apes they would be right. ripping people apart right and i don't know if game of thrones had started yet or maybe i was still watching spartacus blood and sand <laughs> but i'm like there should be so much more violence in this and <laughs> uh, and it just it just broke the you know my suspension of disbelief but right. um for this show like they get to you know his his um temptation uh yeah. moment and I'm like, what's gonna what's gonna happen? Like, for most of the material that I watch, I'm like, okay, well, something's gonna happen, and then he'll have to deal with it. Right. But it it doesn't happen, and I'm like, oh, well, this it's family friendly. So, well, of see, I course, didn't think it, that. I, I didn't think of it being family friendly or made to be family friendly. I just I, the way I was watching that was that like, this is just a good man. This is a good well, right, person. right. Of course, this like is the choice you want for, him to make for all of the like self-serving and sort of megalomaniac kind of decisions that he makes like right. he still has a good heart under all right. of that like yes he you know 
made money off of off of people with deformities but and, and deformities is is more derogatory than i mean but um yeah. like he still gave them something like yeah. gave them a job and a family a, a purpose and a community and um and there's a there's a whole conversation about like you know that that dumbo kind of story where like if you're if you're super different like society won't accept you unless that difference can be useful or exploited in some way and i don't really sure. want to get into all of that but uh, that's yeah see that that's the thing that that I, I i didn't even want to really go into just simply the fact that you know it's such a good hearted story told from a good place about good people but I know, I know if you picked it apart and put historical stuff in there and put the actual mm. P.T. Barnum and all of this stuff, yeah, you're going to find there's going to be the crusaders out there that are going to try to decry the movie and they would completely miss the point of what's being said. I mean, you could even say, you know, it's, it's just trying to – it's making something terrible into something to glorify it. I, that, that, I guess that's one of the things I liked about this movie was that it gave me time out from that. Like this world seems – so full of, you know, let's look at the bad side of X, Y, or Z, you know, yeah. let's look at the downside. Let's all talk about the, the 2% or the, the small minority thing, uh, and, and just ignore the good and the majority and the, the good things. And this movie celebrated it the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And part of that is something I found interesting is like, instead of what you traditionally see, the, like the people in inside of a tent where you got to wait in line to go in there and see the 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 little man or the bearded woman or right. whatever or the the main um the main couple who were just um mixed race yeah um and so i looked at some of that and was like if i wanted to i could look at this and be offended at the agenda but, yeah, sure. But but I don't want to. And there's also nothing they were never pushing anything that I didn't agree with. It's just like here are these people and they're people and they and want people. And they want the same things that everybody else wants. Yeah, it it you're right. You you're totally right. That's a really good point that you could it it could be telling me all sorts of stuff and I'm, and there could be an agenda between a lot of those different things, but I just didn't feel like I was hammered over the head with it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and you're right. I think the best descri unlike, description, unlike the way I, I felt, feel it. unlike the way I felt after watching the last Jedi. Right. Right. Yeah. They're clearly telling you trying to do allegories and pushing hammer things. Right. Right. But, and, and this one, you know, it, it, it maybe it's just the writing or the songs or the music or the way it was uh, shot. But for example, the interracial couple thing, which, which was, I mean, it could be almost a major plot point of the whole show and maybe it is, but I felt like it was very natural. Just everything that happened mm -hmm. and the way it was portrayed and the actors and the actress that did it. And Zendaya, I don't think is the greatest actress in the world. She's not terrible, but she's just fine. Yeah. And she did great. And all yeah. the little scenes, all the little looks or the things that mattered, and maybe that's with the cinematography and the directing. Um, and, and maybe some of that natural. Yeah. Maybe some of that is just that it's it's an old enough story or an old enough era, like whatever, 150, 60 ish years ago. 
um, that they're addressing issues that for the most part are at, at least in in mainstream you know society like settled or or agreed yeah. upon like right everyone's not everyone there are you know the the couple thousand neo-nazis that sure. were, you know are in the news all the time now because of the 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 last yeah. election but um like for the most part most people are are pretty okay with mixed race marriages right right, right? like right. like we've it's, gotten we've gotten past that as a society yeah. or, I think. or even holding hands like yeah you in this in that one show is just them even holding hands was a was a thing right because like you're you're pre um maybe not pre i forget exactly when when the time frame is but i think it's pre-abolition or pre-civil war yeah right um so or, you know yeah there's that like slavery is still a thing and yeah um, and, well, the, and the, all of that, the, but. the thing with the thing that here, here's an example. And, and, and we can talk about this, this interracial part, cause it's a, a good ex, uh, example of how they deal with a lot of epi- uh, issues in this, this movie is that they, uh, when they're, they're showing them kind of have this love story with them, uh, when it kind of starts to really spring forward there, there's a song going on and I can't remember which song it is, but. Um, oh, it's the the Jenny Lind song. She's she's singing on stage, and it's a very very good right. song. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff about them being segregated all the way in the back. And there's the white guy um, who's popular and and everybody knows, and he's standing in the back there with them. He's, um, and he's they, high society. He's high society, and he they take that chance kind of type thing, and they hold hands and they touch, and it's very it's very tender and and. Uh, you know, terrifying from, you can just, you have that feeling of this is a forbidden thing. You don't know why I like my, my 11 year old, uh, it dawned on her a little bit later, like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes later. Cause I remember her turning to me in the theater and saying, Oh, it's because of segregation. That's her understanding of racial things in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, um, so, but that was something that, that happened. There wasn't words. It was just them kind of touching with the music type stuff. And, around other people and then it goes away and they stop happening and they it's they don't really go right after it it's like he runs and they have a long monologue about him talking to her about it and her getting upset they don't do that they just let that be and you knew it from the song and the feeling and that's all it needed to be and it was important and they moved on you know, it's, and la- later on they address it with another song. But. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a I know before the show we were talking about Orange is the New Black, and there's a scene in um, the most recent season that addresses a similar kind of situation, but of course in in more present day. And I won't describe the whole thing. I might see if I can find a YouTube link, but yeah. it's very similar. Where like there's there's a scene happening, and we're shown it from the perspective of a young um African American girl mm-hmm. and you see like you feel the things that she feels about this situation without without any overt like like preachy dialogue or anything like that. There's just this situation and and people are being very nice and civil to her and everything, but there's a there's a problem that she sees and we see but it's never it's never talked about it. and i think it's so much more impactful so much more powerful without 
the without the exposition. Yo, yeah, absolutely. Right? And and in this movie, when they when they do that, um, because they continue, it, it goes through the rest of the show. They they do hit it appropriately where they need to to make it impactful. But um, that one scene where where I was just describing them touching hands and holding hands slightly uh, was very powerful without them preaching because it made me kind of fall in love with that whole thing. Yeah. Like, I, I want that. You desire that to these two great people that you really, really like, and you want them to get together, be torn apart. And just with the visual type thing, just kind of being torn apart by outside circumstances. And, and you feel, and if you're not in, in the crowd thinking, you know, this is a travesty on your own, maybe that's the good thing is it makes you think it makes you feel that way. Right. The way they you, feel. You get to, you get to work through the situation and the, and the injustice, the perception, all of those things on on your own, in your own mind, at your own time. And so it becomes more, you know, if somebody just explains that stuff to you, like you might, you might get it, but you're probably going to tune them out. Yeah. You know, but, dis- but when you're part of it and, you know, music helps this. This is why musicals, sure, I think, are, are good because they the music and the sound and if it's a good score. Uh, unlocks your emotions and ties you to that as well. Sure. Um, but, and, and this is and why we've talked about the interracial part of it. The, the, the good thing about the show is that they have several topics that they hit with this that are, are, could be complex and difficult and they could talk to you about and preach to you about in this whole show, whether it be discrimination against the, what they would call the freaks and the, and the, the bearded lady and the, the tattooed man, or um, whether it be his, if, is he going to have, is he going to be uh, adulterous? Is he going to be have right, infidelity? Right. Is, is he going to be faithful in his marriage? There's like the, right. the, um, the social, we would call it a wealth gap today, but back yes, then there yes. was, an, there was enough of a class system that that could be maintained without actual yeah. wealth. So they hit, um, they hit all of those things. It's not just while we, you and I've just been describing the interracial part of it. They do the same thing with all of those topics as well. The way they yeah. just touch them slightly and appropriately throughout the whole show. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it does make you feel like the cast there's villains. There's, you know, faceless villains, I guess in the whole show with the, with the, the townsfolk and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and, and the dad and, and whatever. But really, the core cast of all of the characters are so good. It makes you feel good about it. And when you left, I, I want to I point out the scene that you had mentioned a little bit earlier where um, uh, P.T. Barnum is in with Jenny Lind and she makes a move on him. And he, you know, he's like, no. Uh, I, I can't do this. I have to leave. Right. And he immediately does it. But when she does that and you know, I mean, you just know it all of a sudden there's that scene and they're together and they cut to it and it's beautiful and it's a success and they're both happy mm-hmm. that my feeling starts coming that I've watched enough shows. I know <laughs> how this works. And, I see where this and, I, is going. and you, you immediately get a little bit of anxiety because right. you know, it's going to happen. And, and you're terrified that in everything else, in every literary book, they'll tell you that that's what makes a good story is when, you know, heroes falter or the tension happens and they have to recover from it. That's, that's the thing that has to happen to make the story a good story. Okay. And it's always the, it's, it's always terrible when that happens, when you see good people (laughs) make mistakes. And again, literary people will tell you that's why you do it. And that's why it's important to do it. But in this one, it didn't, he made the right choice. He stood up and became an honorable person and made the person that when I'm sitting in their room, like I, 
If I was in that situation, I wish that I could have that kind of courage and strength. And, and that's what I would want my kid to see. Sure. You know? Sure. For, yeah, definitely. Did right. you ever watch, um, Californication? I did not. With, um, uh, Duchovny. David Duchovny. It's an interesting show. It's, it's, I, I kind of tentatively put it in the same category as Dexter. Um, of like shows that I really enjoyed that I would hesitate to recommend. Yeah. Right. Um, is is it like a shameless or something where they, they give into their basis desires, but there's still a good story in there somewhere. So the, the premise is David Duchovny is a writer and he wrote a novel like 10 years ago and he had a, a long, long um, time girlfriend that he never married. They just lived together for a long time and he has a daughter who is like 14, mm-hmm. 15-ish when the show starts. Um, and he's from New York, but he's living in California and he hates it. But okay. his his book got adapted into a movie with uh, with Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. Okay. It's like, I want to say the show came out in like oh five oh seven ish and he because of his personality and his whatever like he gets women left and right like there are enough beautiful insecure women around him and he is confident enough in himself that he just you know whatever and the show opens where his relationship with his longtime girlfriend is broken like he he did something to screw it up and he wants her back but she won't have it um and he also hasn't written in like 10 years or whatever and so he's just constantly having these these one night stands but still trying to you know get get his family back sort of yeah so so to speak and there's a scene in the first season, maybe in one of the first couple episodes, where the daughter goes to a party, a house party, um, with some people, I don't know. And I forget I forget the exact narrative, but he ends up going to the story, or going to the party, because um, something happened. There's a guy, you know, a younger guy, but still, you know... A guy at the party trying to either force himself on her or like her drink spiked or something. I forget exactly what happens, but he goes into this into this party and he's a, you know, not quite middle aged guy, adult with all of these teenagers. And, you know, is just like pushing his way through the crowd, push his way into the room and and his daughter is there and she's kind of you know, wasted or whatever. And he just picks her up and throws her over his shoulder. And she's like, she's mad, but still like completely out of it. Right. And he just carries her out of this party and takes her home. And (sighs) there's something about that. It's kind of the opposite of what you, you described with the hero, the hero's fall. Yeah. Where there's something about that. That's very, compelling to me and it's this this idea of the like like the the broken hero 
I'm not, I'm not sure. There, I'm sure there's a there's a correct term for it, but it's like it's this guy. It's this character. It doesn't have to be a guy, but it's this character who is who is broken, who's effed up in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But still, when push comes to shove, still has the good in him. Yeah, it's 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 almost the the rogue knave character that you know has bad stuff. Yeah, done bad yeah. stuff. But it's like um, I really liked the early seasons of House. Yeah, I've never I've never rewatched it, but it's you know it's very similar to Sherlock Holmes, who has yeah. all of these. All of these character flaws, all of these deficiencies, but has this one thing, you know, that that is good, that's that's helpful to his his world, his community. Right. Well, I would I would I would recommend this movie to anybody. I, I think that For sure. I think that in this this time and age and stuff, sometimes you you have you have so much negativity and, and hard times and, and bad stuff that we see in, in movies and um, difficult things that your only other option is to go watch a, a very lighthearted Disney movie, which is just too far the other way. This hits right. a nice balance of positivity, good, good thoughts with, you know, bringing unity in together without preaching it to you. And you and can watch gr- it. And great, it. great music. Great music. Great, great music. performances. I, yeah. Like I said, I, I bought the soundtrack. It's only like 10 bucks. It wasn't terrible. I mean, geez, it was 20 bucks for CDs back when I was a kid. And now it's $10. <laughs> so it's gone less. That's rare. That um, you, you bought the CD. Well, no, I mean, it was CDs. <laughs> it was digital, but okay. Yeah. CD back then. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's good. Everyone, everyone should watch it, rent it, red box it or something. I mean, Can, if you really hate musicals, then sure. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say what, what kind of person would you not recommend this to? Yeah, someone who, who who doesn't like musicals. I mean, yeah. Um, or, or, you, or has to have if you're too cynical. I mean, I think if you're too cynical, it's nothing you'll like anyway. But I, I, you know, I s- sort of half jokingly think of myself as pretty cynical. But uh, <laughs> it, it was it was good. My my dad, who is not crazy about musicals, said that he enjoyed it more than he expected to. Um, that's that's, my, that's high praise, right? My my mom, I think, was was just crying at the end, <laughs> right? Tears right. of joy it's, type it's, stuff. It's it's family, you know. Family is right. a big deal to to most moms if if they're not complete, yeah. completely terrible. I, um, I will I, I will say that I did go. I, I mentioned I did a dentist thing where you go back and you're like uh, reading IMDb or you're trying to <laughs> find out more information about it. I immediately had to go the next day and read all about like what's factual, what's not, and they've got some good websites mm. to see what. The difference between the movies and stuff, which it's it's not terrible. There's not a there's not a there's not like you know glaringly bad things like this guy was a womanizer. There no, he he actually was with his wife for until she died the whole time, and he never had an affair with Jenny Lind. And <laughs> um, you know there there never was a a partner that did that, and that was just a made it for the movie thing. So it wasn't terrible. It was good, and it just it didn't make me feel bad about it. Um, so anyway. I'll- all of this, all of this talking about um, things that that make you feel that like tell you something without telling it to you, like show you something, show you something that they want you to feel without, right, you know, preaching it preaching. to you is a good transition to our oh, weekly okay. challenge, I which knew you was were bring that up. Okay. was a struggle. 
That like, was yeah. like a, a and, and I've watched. I earlier talked about Orange is the New Black. Like I've watched stuff that was kind of thought provoking in a depressing way. Yeah, this is like. I think I think the idea is. Hey, the, we're, we're talking about Black Mirror. By yeah, the way. Black Mirror. Sorry, I don't know if we said that. Um, <laughs> I think the idea of this show is like the the Black Mirror is this like you're gonna look at this and you're gonna see the darkness in humanity. Yeah, I think I think that's that's in, in three episodes I've watched. That's what I'm taking away from it. Yeah. It's and, a, for, for everyone listening, it's a show on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's out somewhere else before, but I think it's Netflix original. Is it okay? Well, maybe it's, it's clearly hour, it's clearly yeah. English made. Uh, yeah, there's, like there's four there's four ep, four seasons. The first two seasons are three episodes that an hour each, so they're like very shortened seasons. And we watched the first three of season one. And they're self-contained stories with no connection other than they all seem to be pretty depressing just showing us kind of some of the darkest aspects of humanity yeah and and not in a i i think i might have <laughs> not in a way that, that provides any hope yeah i, I mean i want i want to i don't want to spend i'm trying to refrain from spending 30 minutes on this show railing against the against it but if if there's a, a an alternate side to the greatest showman it's black mirror um it is preachy at every th- setup, everything all the way through. It has got an agenda with every episode, which you learn in the first 10 minutes, and they never let you go from it. And they just ratchet it up every five minutes with something more and more. And they hold you in this terribly oppressive, depressing spot for the entire 50, 60 minutes. And they never let you go all the way to the end. And there's no like, Oh, you're, you're done at the end. No, the bad stuff happens. It keeps happening and it doesn't get better and it doesn't end on high notes. So the, yeah, no, nothing. The, if, if there was an episode of the three that was the closest to like promising something compelling, it was the second one. Yeah. But to, to briefly summarize, um, the first episode is basically, the normal world right the 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 normal real world that we're in yeah with right. with different different people yes um the in in britain because they're all in britain and, um, and, and summarize what happens the, in that episode uh, for the people who have princess what's that uh, so i was going to say summarize it for people who haven't seen it right um the the princess of the royal family gets kidnapped and the ransom comes to the prime minister that in order for the princess to be released, um, he has to have sex with a pig. On and live TV. On live TV on all of the major networks. And so the the episode is all about how they deal with, you know, trying to keep it out of the news, even though it's all over YouTube and all of that. Um, the, the, the moral, if you can say that these episodes have morals, the moral of that one seems to be that news and public opinion is bad yeah the second episode is an alternate present where the majority of the populace live in these um exercise bike facilities where they run on a bike to generate electricity presumably 
and they're surrounded by screens that are controlled by motion like um minority report or uh a connect xbox connect yeah and they have earbuds and they get credits you know it's this kind of microtransaction thing they get credits for running on the bike and they use credits to buy food and to skip ads or to buy videos like there's a pornography channel and there's a big talent show like um american idol um, Amer- like american idol or, Amer- or got talent x factor or any of those the yeah. voice um and the story of that one is a little more complicated. There's like um, seven different points they're trying to throw at you in this one. Right. It's like he meets a girl. Uh, there's a girl who likes him, but he doesn't like her. He meets another girl who can sing, and he spends almost all of his credits to get her an audition on the show. And instead of letting her sing, they offer her um, a spot in the porn channel. And yeah. th- she's also been drugged with something that makes her more compliant. And so then he, it's after that called compliant, like the thing, the, the thing they gave her is yeah, called compliant compliance. Yeah. And so after that happens, like he is broke, so he can't skip the ads that have her in them, which is like, you've hit the low point of the show and you're like, Oh yeah. 25 minutes into a 45 minute or an hour long episode. And that um, was a rough, rough scene, super rough. And so he, works really hard to earn a ticket for himself so that he can go up there and he has a piece of broken glass, which I think that I expect him to maybe try and attack them. Yeah, but instead, he, he threatens to kill himself with, you know, millions of people watching on their, um, you know, view screen covered walls and, like, just goes on a rant. And then they offer him what's basically a youtube channel yeah like twice a week he's gonna he's gonna talk for half an hour on one of these channels about how effed up the world is yep and that's where the episode ends and so the the moral no, there no, no. is like he accepts it that's it doesn't end right he, he accepts he, ex- it. Yeah. he accepts it and he does it and and life goes on yeah and the, uh, again no happy ending no, nothing Not nothing so like in that one it's like microtransactions are bad talent shows are bad uh ads um, are bad ads ads are very bad youtube channels are bad uh, the porn um, industry is is uh you know but uh objective objectification stuff objectification right drugs yeah, I mean, are bad it's just um, it's just not drug drugs like you. pharmaceutical drugs right um and so and, then 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 to wrap up the third episode is is an alternate present where everybody has a little thing, a little implant behind their ear. Oh, that this one's torture. Just, yeah. Um, it records everything you see, and you have a little remote that you can you can rewind and rewatch at any time, or you can delete stuff. And so, um, the society and and systems have built up around it. Like he goes on a flight or something, and the guard. TSA equivalent, whatever, um, wants to, you know, fast forward through his last 24 hours to just see if he, you know, was loading up a bag with a bomb or whatever, right? Right. Like it would be in his history or there would be a gap where it was deleted. Right. 
And the episode is just all about the negative side effects of this of this thing. Like the positive is you can go back and have a perfect record of anything you saw. But it opens with him in a job interview. And in the cab from the job interview to the airport, he's rewatching like something that the interviewer says, um, we we hope to look forward to seeing you again. It's not look forward to seeing you again, but hope to look forward to seeing. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that's weird. But then the character, the protagonist in the episode watches that over and he's like obsessing over it. Yeah. And, and then and this is the least part of it. Bad part. Of this yeah. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he goes to a house party with his wife and her old friends from like they the whole group of them like in college or whatever were were friends and um he goes through you know different different things that happen at the party like she's talking to a guy who she dated allegedly back in college um but she's very friendly with him she laughs at something he says that nobody else laughed at and he watches it over and over and then when they get home, like, he puts it up on the TV and is like, hey, what's this? Is this fun? Like, just obsessive, obsessive. And then and then they bring back, like, old things that they had argued about before, things that they said before. When, and then she comes out and says, like, I didn't say that. So he rewinds his memory he rewinds and shows it, that she did. plays the exact – it's just like – It's so – and it just – and again, like this show is for, it continues to get worse – and it worse. just it just spirals. Yeah, and like obviously he does prove that she's cheating on him with this guy, and he goes and does terrible things, and then you know he wants. It's just oh my god. I mean, it's just a nightmare. And that episode describes, or or is a perfect example of how I've been describing this entire series so far is that <laughs> it is a train wreck in very slow motion. Like you see, you see the train happening in ten minutes. All of a sudden, you're like, oh hey, there's a train. There's another train. Mm-hmm. We set up the whole episode and then now we're going to put it in super slow-mo and you're going to watch all of the, and not only that, you're going to start seeing all the children in the window. You're going to see the happy families together and you're going to slowly watch them crash and smash into each other and every single bone break and thing happen and just, and then it's over and it just, you just continue to watch this slow motion death scene. I and mean, like, the, there's even a sequence where, cause the, the couple, the main couple have a, have a baby and um not during like they they have a like a one-year-old and um there's doubt over parentage of course because that's the main you know infidelity thread but after maybe even before the babysitter leaves because the the traffic is too bad so the babysitter is going to stay the night um you know in the in the office or whatever and he's watching and fast forward the the history from the baby's point of view to see like how long the baby cried before the babysitter came in and what she did. It's this like super, I guess, I guess the moral of that episode is somewhere between like surveillance is bad and having perfect digital records of everything you say is also bad. Yeah. uh, I I have, I have, I will say this about this show. The, the, person who recommended one of the at least three or four people that have recommended this show for me mm-hmm. to watch 
um, had all of them unanimously said that, oh, wait till season three or four. That's when it actually starts to get good. Just suffer through the first two seasons and then it gets better in the next ones. I will say after watching the Man. first one, I don't think I even want to give anything another chance. No. Uh, I, I hear, I will say this. I accidentally started on like the season four episode one, one, and it's a spoof on star Trek. Hmm. So if that entices you a little bit, but maybe I know, I, I mean, know. I don't know. Oh, uh, I just, I it, couldn't, I, the whole thing was rough. The yeah. Big thumbs down. Three, Let's just put it that way. Big yeah, thumbs yeah. down. Do not not recommended. Like no. unless you're a, a masochist. Or a masochist. Yeah, that's the only thing that I can think of. You like you like depressing, terrible things. You know, <sighs> I, I'm not saying that the world has to be roses and, and wonderful and that we're all great. But know. if you just want to dwell within the worst and then see the worst at its exponential growth that it could potentially go to, and then just be in that, sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't see it do anything but breed even more bad behavior. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that was uh, kind of So Black Mirror the, the down. Ep- that was that was a challenge. I'm glad that we had that weekly challenge because <laughs> we can't always have good happy things. So did did you ever see a movie called um Final Cut? Uh Final no, Cut? I, I have I not. the exact name. So it's an it's an older movie okay. with um with Robin Williams. All right. I'm surprised it's I haven't the- seen that cuz I I like a lot of his stuff. Well, it's it's in that time when he was doing more serious stuff. Oh, okay. Like and, and stuff. It's a it's a fairly dark story. Not dark like Black Mirror, but yeah. um the premise is very similar to the third episode of um of Black Mirror where most people and they do some interesting things with it. Like most people have an implant that records their life through their eyes. Okay. Um, it doesn't have the thing that made this one especially dark, which is the the playback. Yeah. Like over over their eyes. They even there's even a scene in this in that third episode where the couple is um together having sex and they're both you can see their their eyes are are Looking glazed because because they're they're watch like they're watching something from the it's like their honeymoon night or something right yeah like they're so taken out of reality that yeah um but anyway that just depresses me even thinking about that just just even thinking about it this robin williams movie um the people have these implants they can't watch any of it it just records their whole life and there's also no way to know if you have it and it's oh, okay. I don't think it's even most people. It's like a certain percentage. And Robin Williams is a guy his character is a guy who um after somebody passes away, which is the only point you can download the the recording. Um he downloads this video of their whole life from the time that they got the implant and makes a montage video to show at their funeral. Right. And so okay. it's like it's like it opens with, you know, a bunch of different shots of them brushing their teeth. Right. Looking at themselves in the mirror as okay. as they age. And then he's but of course, from there, it, it, it goes dark. Like he's at the he's at the funeral there. Like he didn't know him. He didn't know the deceased, but he's um, there as a professional. Right. Just yeah. whatever. And, you know, he meets a woman 
and in his mind like he sees the affair that the guy had with her it's not in the final video of course um and then there's like there's a community of people who have who've gotten tattoos like on the back of their of their neck and head that will um like disrupt the the implant so that it doesn't work okay because there's no there's no uh, whatever part of the story like there's no way to know if you have one and so all these people got tattoos to block it out and like something happens like somebody gets murdered and he's trying to get the foot i forget how the whole story plays out but the premise is similar in that like everybody's whole life is recorded uh kind of thing jeez i mean so it's not a new concept but they just sure yeah no no right oh man okay so Uh, let's get off the depressing thing a little bit here oh my god uh what um what else what else you've been watching what what have you been playing video games yeah i mean i i'm 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 talking about eso already yeah we did we did do some eso i'm i'm doing the um because i'm not as younger or has much disposable time as i used to it's it's i the rpgs take a little bit longer for me to go through so i'm still working on heaven hmm. uh, I, I almost called it heavenly sword um uh horizon zero dawn um, okay right still, still yeah we talked about that last week yep yep still very interesting um characters are compelling stories mm-hmm. interesting and compelling um uh something that i'm kind of enjoying about it so far is that it does have side quests but not so many that you feel like they're like the main part of the game. Actually, that's hmm. something that's a, 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 something I've really developed recently is that um, big budget games, almost it's their staple that if it's a huge game, quote unquote, that there's the main story, but then there's like 700,000 other things you can do besides the main thing. Um, and I think in games like that, you lose track of the, the, the importance of the story um I yeah think yeah the, the batman games are have done that to me a little bit with the arkham games is that you know all this terribly important thing the joker or the riddler is is attacking gotham it's going to be the end of the world but let's go solve these other little bitty crimes and what about this little right, murder on 7th right. street and well and it's, and it's weird yeah. it's weird sort of um i i agree with that definitely true um it's this carryover i think from mmos right where you're like i want to do all the quests or at least do all the quests until i start picking up quests that are that are gray which doesn't happen in a single player game like there's always there's always something to unlock there are not so many side quests that like they'll stop giving you xp or something some equivalent reward and if you if you just do the main story it's too hard yeah right like they designed the game to have all of these side things for you to do to slow you down because people are like you know oh yeah i paid 60 dollars for this game and i beat it in five hours it sucked right yeah like there has to be this sort of what's a word for it this like time this like the time sink or i want to say like like sponge or sand or something to like slow you down going through it in in crappy mobile game funnels it's some kind of energy mechanic where like you you literally can't play the game for more than half an hour Mm -hmm. unless you give them money 
I mean, I, I, I and, like but, I like but, how side but quests that's can how flesh out a like, world. Like you go through all the side quests, and now when you know if you had gone from the first story quest to the second, you would have been level two. Now you did all the side quests you could find, and now you're going into it at like level six. Yeah, and now you just blow through it. It's easy, and then you you keep doing that. I'm I'm doing the same thing with Shadow of War. Um, yeah. I'm I'm finally starting to get back into the main story a little bit, but I'm like, I don't know. Part of it is that I'm not super engaged in the main story anyway. That because that's it's just, actually the problem. That's a lot of problems. It's a very it's a very weird sort of almost bastardization of the Tolkien Middle Earth world. Yeah. Um I mean that that's that's a problem with some of these games is that the main story isn't compelling enough. I mean and and that's that is a real problem. I I have mm-hmm. one of the games that I also started but didn't get through very much is The Witcher 3 and and that one has the same kind of issue is that you have a character who has clear goals and desires and he's supposed to be this, you know, rock solid, you know, person who is um, determined and he's going to find the woman he's looking for of his life. Yet he has time to go help with chickens. And, you know, mm, he's like, and yeah. a guy walks up like, hey, you want to play some cards? He's like, yeah, I'll play some cards. Let's play this mini game. <laughs> and you're like, no, you should go find Yennefer. You know, that's that's what you, the guy just told you where the lead is. Let's go do that. Like, oh, it reminds man. me that reminds me of um, the first quote unquote MMO I played, which was uh, original Guild Wars. Yeah. And I think I don't remember if we talk whatever. Every time I talk about that game, I want to get into the conversation of like whether or not it's an MMO, and that's not relevant to this oh, sure, this sure. at all. Um, I was in one of the towns uh, one day, and I saw in the in the chat, like in the area chat, these two people role playing. <laughs> they were yeah. they were doing like I forget if they were saying OOC or putting slashes or or something i forget how the chat worked in that game but they were doing something to differentiate between in character and out of character chat okay and they're and they're talking and and like maybe flirting a little bit like maybe they were gonna cyber i don't know if it's still (laughs) called cyber now that's that's what we called it 15 years ago yeah um and i'm like i'm there and I, i see these people talking and i'm like I th- I think at one point I went in chat and I was like I was like what are you guys doing talking about this the something army is right outside at the, it's like whatever the <laughs> exactly. whatever the mobs were right outside the town I'm like hey what do you you know what those is wrong with the, you? Yeah. those brief brief moments of like tongue in cheek immersion <laughs> right um pay attention to the it's, world it's funny that I'm going to I'm going to segue from that anecdote into another anecdote um when i was i forget i forget what i was playing a horde character in world of warcraft and i still had um trade chat in my uh in my interface yeah and you know and people are talking it's trade chat it's the big channel across all the major cities and people are arguing politics right 
because it's the internet and that's what people do is (laughs) argue about very personal issues with strangers for some reason but um these people are arguing and i'm like checking the auction house or something so i'm in town and i and i see people doing this and this is i know you haven't played the recent expansion but um in the present setting of the current expansion uh sylvanas windrunner the undead elf is uh war chief of the horde okay but this was i think after thrall leaves or maybe even before thrall leaves and there's some some other orc is war chief of the horde and uh and so i go in trade chat and i'm like i think i think thrall is is being manipulated by the burning legion which is the like demon consortium i'm like sylvanas for war chief (laughs) <laughs> and and immediately like people stopped talking about real politics and started talking about World of Warcraft politics. <laughs> and like some some other dude in trade chat like sends me a private message and he goes he just goes nice. Nice, that's great. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> well, the- like like this is this is a game. Like I'm in this it's like the um uh it's like the Dave Chappelle thing about who he smokes weed with. Yeah. I'm like I'm I'm in this game. I'm playing this game to to get away from how crappy real life is. <laughs> yeah. Quit bringing your real life drama into my game. I'm going to be upset, right? Yeah. Well the the I think the word the key word you used there that I I, I was maybe trying to get through is um is immersion. I'm not yeah. that not that it has to be the end all be all everything and I'm not putting down uh like side quests in general that's i that's cool that's fine whatever um and i and i like how side quests can flesh out the world and that, i guess that's where i started with this is that heavenly sword has enough of those so far to make me feel that um you know i, I mean maybe i'm not in like a really tense area where i have to push towards the next thing but as i'm going along there's somebody who needs my help along the side of the way because they got a broken leg right. like they just are okay for me to do um mm-hmm. and and but there's not enough of them that they're overriding the main story and the main story is still good enough and i think they start putting in some at least so far they put in the side quests when you're in an intentional lull in the main story like you're going to town right you're, wait, you're waiting for a ritual to happen which you trigger obviously and you're like well yeah. it's just a festival that's happening right now and not until i go talk to the high mother um is anything to even matter so right now i can go talk and help everybody else out because it's not important and that's the only time they put side quests in and and that makes sense, um, but the, otherwise the the I just wish games didn't have as much of them to interrupt constantly as as a staple to slow you down. Um, because honestly, I don't I don't mind playing six to ten hours a main story if it's engaging and amazing and I really really loved it. Um, and it, and that's that's the point. Uh, matter of fact, actually, I think that a game uh, mass the whole Mass Effect stuff, whether you liked it or not that that was all that was that's a series i never played yeah it it was just some people even call it a rail like a lot it was on a rail but it was just the main story and that's what you were following and that's why people liked a lot of the bioware games is because they're they're straightforward stories that Mm -hmm. you are following and you're gonna yeah there's some options with some flavor texts around here and there and flavor characters but really the main story is going to happen the way the, the writers want it to happen yeah. And and you're following that and finding out what that is. 
um, which is which is pretty good. So I, I like that, and I like that about I like that about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, so far, so I, I so went through. I want to know, I want to know what Heavenly Sword is. <laughs> Do I keep saying Heavenly thing? Sword? You did earlier. <laughs> I did. It, it, I know it, what it is that the the female they both have female leads that have uh, flow or flowing red hair, um, and they have okay. similar kind of character designs. Uh, Hero uh, Heavenly Sword was one of, if not the first game for the PlayStation Three. Um, it was a, I think, a feudal J- Japan type game. And JRPG. The, yeah. Well, no, it wasn't a JRPG. It was like an action RPG. Um, okay. And and the, and the main character. Almost like a beat 'em up, almost. Uh, and the main hmm. character, although I haven't seen her in a while, but I think she looked more American than Japanese. Um, okay. But she looked a lot like the the uh, an old school Horizon Zero Dawn character. Um, and so, so they and they both use a bow, and just kind of the same similar design. So every time I think of Horizon Zero Dawn, both starting with an H, <laughs> I, I get that. I get that confused, and and yeah, I actually and I actually sense. liked Heavenly Sword because it had a good story, and the main character was a strong female character who was totally kick ass, and this one has that too, so I'm all I'm all for that. Right, right, yeah, very. Interesting. Have you played or um, seen anybody play uh, a Super Mario Odyssey? Uh, no, and uh, you're going to talk about that, aren't you? Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I want to. I, it's the same thing. I don't, with, I don't want to spoil it if that's a if that's thing. No, 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 no. So, so there's nothing in the story to spoil. It's Mario. No, right. It's Bowser. Mario. Bowser kidnaps Peach. And <laughs> Does that happen? Go. Is it? God, that woman. I, I. Uh, the reason I, I get a little the the feelings I'm trying to emote here is that uh, stupid Nintendo. And I know we had to have this <laughs> conversation before. Does nothing else except for make Mario and and Link only games. first party titles. Yeah, and and they're amazing. Like they're hands down always top cream of the crop everything. But I I just cannot listen to how good they are and then <laughs> I have to put myself into the situation is it $400 worth? Is it a $400 game? Mm. You know. Uh, well, it's or three hundred, whatever. It I, is. I, I guess console and game, you're up around like three sixty, three seventy. Right, it's almost four hundred bucks. And well, okay. So before I tell this story, yeah, let me let me say first, my sister, my my youngest sister is uh, she turned eighteen last fall. Um, she, I don't know. She has she has a different she's a different kind of self control than I have because okay. she had. She bought Super Mario Odyssey and has had it for weeks, if not months. Oh, really? And only just started playing it like three or four days ago. Okay. So I th- I think she had heard so many people say how amazing it was and how they played right through it. You know, all of her friends her age and slightly younger, like a lot of them have switches and have played it and whatever yeah. um she's spent a lot of that time playing stardew valley which okay. is not a first party title right. so there's your you know there are some good third party games on switch apparently yeah but you know stardew valley is also on pc and other things too right? that's true that's true that's true it's, um that's not a compelling reason to buy a console so. <laughs> 
sure no yeah it's not exclusive that's that's right. true that's well, true the the um, it's so it's good though right i, I guess i'll go ahead and say that I mean, yeah. yeah so so she she started playing it and um we have uh in my parents house where i'm staying we have one sort of dedicated tv room that we never use for some reason because it's in the basement and my parents watch tv upstairs and so if i want to play the ps4 i'm in that room okay um but that's also where the switch is and so i'm like well i could go you know to my room with my pc and play a hot here's the storm or wow or or something or she's gonna play mario she's gonna play mario odyssey so i'll i'll watch it for a little while we'll see and i had heard from our buddy trotsky who raved about it and said it had a sort of sort of multiplayer mode okay. kind of like mario galaxy if you played that oh uh, yeah uh yes long time ago but but not quite as um i called the two-player mode girlfriend mode which is derogatory but only if you call it girlfriend like it could be you just uh, did <laughs> right. I, I did i did i did <laughs> like you you could call it like an adult playing with a younger sibling or their child okay. right like if if you have a kid who's like five m- the mario galaxy second player like would just wave the wii remote around and gather up the stars like they weren't really playing but it was a step above like giving them a controller that's not plugged in no. <laughs> right, <laughs> right yeah. so in in mario odyssey the story is all about hats which sounds weird okay right hear me out yeah okay um i've, I've heard hats before mentioned oddly sure it's it's a big deal like in the story uh bowser kidnaps peach and Peach happens to be wearing a tiara. Okay. Um, and Bowser leaves behind a hat. So the hat finds Mario. The hat can like fly and float. It has a it has a ghost like the boo whatever things the, the Mario things. Yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. I um, says the hat that Peach was wearing is his sister. And he's like, I gotta, I gotta get her back. And you want to get this human back, so we should work together. Okay. And so he transforms into Mario's red cap. Okay. Right. And so throughout the world, there are a lot of um, monsters or whatever, even like Goombas and the the bullets that fly through the air and the chomping um, ball and chain things that if you throw the hat at them you can be them right you like inhabit you inhabit that body for a while and then you jump out and you're mario again it's it's weird and the first time you do it there's this long cut scene of like mario floating in space as he inhabits a frog and it's strange (laughs) but um the the second player can control the hat so instead of mario having to throw the hat and hit stuff the other player can like run around and there's a max distance you can go from mario but they can hit blocks and bushes collect coins certain monsters they can hit and if you want to reach something uh, a you know a ball and chain or something you can 
just get close enough to it, hit it, and then the player, the the main, the first player is controlling that that thing now. And so we did that. I played the hat because my sister was playing. Like once she got far enough that it unlocked the the two player, yeah. the co op mode. Um, we did that for probably an hour and a half, and it was surprisingly fun. Like I I wasn't doing a lot, but there were times when I was gathering coins or like here are the some secondary coin that's different depending on what what map you're on um and there's a whole there's a whole separate stage of the game where you mario goes into a a pipe and suddenly he's in original nes 2d super mario world okay that's cool not, not super mario world super mario brothers land yeah um and it's like over time it gets more complicated like the first time you do it it's just you you go in there and it's flat and it looks just like nes uh super mario brothers Mm -hmm. and you got to jump and you got a platform you got to hit the blocks and get out the other side that's at the top and then in the in the second world you go to you do the same thing but with with the bullets flying and it's projected onto a tower that's round okay so as as you're running it's scrolling you know the the tower is is rotating which is i'm sure similar to some of the the mario games that have been made in between um and they do this thing on some of them where if you jump past a certain point like the the background is different colors i'm making gestures with my hands like you can see (laughs) um if you jump past a certain point the gravity reverses oh okay so now mario's running on the ceiling and during that whole um mode phase whatever you want to call it um there's no hat mechanic so i just got to watch you know my sister's 18 she's never played an nes like she, she maybe played she maybe played super mario brothers um one of my other sisters has the uh what's it called the, the little snes okay yeah the new ones yeah uh classic whatever it's yeah. called because yeah. they they ported all of all three of the original mario games onto the snes right um when it came out but she's too young to have played an nes yeah. right right um and and so I just I just get to sit and watch, I'm like, like yeah. That, and you got to jump. No, don't. It, he'll go small if you hit the. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You're just. Uh, but yeah, all all of that to say, it was really fun. It was really fun. Well, the the they do they do. I see. I'm trying to think. They they make these games so. I mean, it's like I'm not sure if it's the what, what's the guy that creates those things. What's his name? It's the Mario games. He's like the big. Nintendo guy, a, a Japanese. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, like the creator of Mario and all that stuff. Yeah, all, Miyamoto all, like, is that I, his name or something. Miyamoto. Uh, yeah, that I, sounds. Yeah, he, sounds he, right. He like uh, has. I, he has my, the, my brain. My brain got as far as Hiro Nakamura, and I stopped. <laughs> like I got stuck there. Well, he's got he's got clearly a mind for you know what what is fun. I mean, there's there's a yeah. lot of things that are fun, yeah. and, there, and he's got like documentaries and books written about him or what he thinks, and he's written. Um, so that's, that's definitely worth listening to because they're, they are fun in every way, but, uh, mm. I wish that there were 
more to Nintendo than that. I, I, but that being said, there is this. I bought a Wii. Um, I was never going to buy a Wii that I, I, I could think of. <laughs> um, but when New Super Mario Brothers came out for it, I, I really, really was compelled. And then, but I didn't have to have it. I mean, that's one of the things that we often forget about video games, especially in consoles, is that they don't change. So if a console's life is five to ten years, um, just because a game was out three or four years ago doesn't make it a bad game. It was still great when it was out. And you can put right. it in, and it's still just as fun. Um, so it, the only thing now is it costs $10 instead of $65. And, <laughs> and the console costs you $200 less. So, right. so I never, you know, I don't have, I didn't have a problem actually buying a Wii for, um, all star, was it, it's not all stars, um, the Wii sports and, and, mm-hmm. you know, new super Mario brothers. And I was fine with that. It was much cheaper. It was like at a black Friday. Um, and I got that game and new super Mario brothers and it was worth it. It was totally worth it. And I think that something like in the future, I'll buy a switch, um, let's say a couple years down the line and Mm -hmm. I'll be able to play that awesome Mario and that awesome Zelda and not have to dump the $400 on it that I think, and it'll still be fun, you know? Yeah. And it's not, um, you know, it's like, like a lot of blizzard games, it's cartoon, cartoony style. So a, a degradation in graphics quality won't, really be a detriment yeah and 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 even at then like i said in two three years it's still going to be the same exact console so it's ever since um the combination of pokemon go and the release of the switch has made me look at the previous um nintendo portable consoles yeah like i had i had the ds the ds Lite. i guess i don't know the I, I stopped paying attention, and so the model model names and numbers got really confusing. They, they do. It's like um, 3DS, 3XL, 2DS, it was, 3DS. It was on sale. Um, it was on sale on Black Friday, and I remember seeing a reference to it in t- some TV show. I don't remember if it was The Office or something else, but they had these limited edition uh, gold Zelda-themed DSs that were like $200 and they came with uh, whichever game that was. Mm. I want to say Wind Waker, but that's not right. Sure. It might be. It might be. Um, but, you know, it got, it got me thinking, looking about them. I got uh, emulators on my phone for a while and I'm like, well, now they have the 2DS XL. Okay. Right. Which is a system the same size as the 3ds xl which is a big version of the 3ds right which is the my daughter has that one the 2ds with 3d capability and then they made a bigger one called the xl and now they have a similarly sized one without the 3d features and i'm like okay well for me that's fairly close to ideal if I'm interested in this console line at all. Right. But like, I don't care about 3D stuff. Like, that, to me, was a flash-in-the-pan technology nobody right. really got got into. It's, it's weird, though, isn't it? Like, isn't the DS, is, hasn't that been around, that same exact thing, been around for, like, 10 years? Well, 
just just the naming D- different sizes and the DS and the two. I don't think. I mean, I think there's a jump between the DS and the and the two D or the not the two DS. I guess the real D- question is, do they use different cartridges? Yeah, that's they that's do. the real question. I don't think original DS cartridges will go in a three or two DS XL. I could yeah. be wrong about that, but I don't know. So. I've like gone to the store and looked at them and I'm like, uh, it's still like, even the, even the 2DS XL one is like, it's like 150, maybe two. No, it's more than, it's over two. It's like two twenty five or something. And I'm like, uh, for another 75 bucks, I could have a switch. (laughs) Like the new thing. And I know that Nintendo is intentionally keeping the two separate, right? Like they have a whole line they have several lines of games that are in those in those other consoles that don't you know that are built on the two screen system and stuff they don't like I can't really play them emulated on my phone because yeah. my phone only has one screen <laughs> like right. it doesn't work um and I'm like should I get that and one of the newer pokemon games and play the real pokemon that's not <laughs> pokemon go and then I'm like I play the emulated one on my phone for a couple weeks and I'm like you know, realistically, after a week or two, I would get bored of running through the bushes, yeah. encountering random rats I know. and fighting them. <laughs> like, I know. I don't, I don't, it's it's just enough of a deterrent to keep me from, from, from spending that money right. on, on something that I'll, that I'll never play. Well, well, I will, I guess the long and short of it is, is I, I, I see myself owning the Switch. I, I played, the only one I played is um, Trotsky's Switch, which mm-hmm. in typical Trotsky fashion had it like almost on launch day. Um, sure. And the, uh, and I, I don't, um, I don't see myself not getting one because it is, I like the concept of it. I love the whole, like switching it to the TV. It's in a handheld. It's a nice, it's a nice feeling thing. Uh, the, the thing that's in your hand is very pretty. So the mobile part of it is, is really yeah. nice. Um, so it's got a lot going for it. And, and I think that if it goes for a price drop, that might be on my radar. I mean, I think even the first price that, drop will be on my radar. That that's sort of where I am, and it's not that I don't think it's worth three hundred. It just for me, for the kind of games I play, and for the the small amount of moving around and going places that I do, um, it's just not it's not worth that for me yeah. now. I mean, and and I get like when I I bought dumped whatever I bought on my PlayStation Four, it was almost a no brainer because. I have hundreds of games for it. I play random stuff all the time. The PlayStation Plus gives me mm. tons of things. Yeah. Um, I get, not, and not only that, I will get at least five or six games a year minimum that are worth playing. From, from the Plus. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, well, no, I mean, just buying games and they're worth playing. Oh, um, yeah. Right? For sure. And, and, that's, and that's just games. But dumping the money on that was also like, I, it's absolutely my primary Blu ray player. That's absolutely my, mm. my, main netflix thing i watch hulu through it i watch all of my stream my media things through it it's it's my thing you know okay so i had a yeah i had a i actually i did that with my ps3 before i moved up here and now i have <laughs> i have a roku a chromecast and an apple tv <laughs> you get all those the things. apple tv will be the one that i keep because yeah. it has the most flexibility right, but right. um especially now that they have amazon prime right but uh but yeah, I don't. I mean, speaking of Blu-ray, 
in the last week, I bought, I went on Newegg and bought a uh, a Blu-ray drive for my my gaming computer, like my Windows like machine. Not a burner, but a, just a player, because okay. the the drive that I bought was like a fifteen dollar DVD drive, okay. right? Just so that I could I, I need install get, Windows or yeah, I need or whatever. And got set up to to back up um, Blu-ray movies. Oh, yeah. I started cool. I started out with uh, with the extended Lord of the Rings oh, trilogy, my goodness. Okay. which is it's probably about time to. Uh, to watch again like it's been quite a while since i saw those you know that know fellowship that... of the ring is on netflix now it is i saw that I- i've watched through it so. because of that i was like oh hey, they're very sneaky they only have that one on they don't have any of the others is it the is it the theatrical release it, i think it is yeah because i i I, okay. I would have noticed all the extra stuff but i think it's just the so that's what they're doing i mean i'm sure that that has made was it new line cinema just you know mm-hmm. boatloads of cash and throughout the history of things. Oh yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. so their little marketing thing of here, let's it's now that it's all been forgotten and the Hobbit has destroyed our legacy. Let's put out this on Netflix and, and do a little bit with it. And that's smart. You know, I'm all for getting Lord of the Rings more money. So, yeah, I mean, it's that one is a masterpiece like, Oh yes. No, you know, Oh yeah. fight me IRL. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, <laughs> that one is, is absolutely. Yeah. I I can't even say it's top five easy. Of course, I may have said that for ten movies, but I think that one's in there. <laughs> I I think of them as one entity, so it's kind of. I do cheating, too. I do but... too. I, I think they're all one thing. It's the same thing I like, say. Original you, Star Wars. It's one thing. You're not going to just watch one of them. Yeah, I I, I couldn't um, imagine you stop at the end. You're like, huh? So, uh, they went and where, 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 where's the first one end? I'm trying to think there. Um, they went to Lothlorien. It it ends with the. With the fellowship breaking, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. It's not like Boromir like, dies. You could, like, oh. you can go, you can tell somebody to go watch A New Hope, and and be done. Yeah, that's like nobody would, nobody would do that. Right. But you could. Yeah, it's got a, it's like, got a whole story there. It's a self-contained. Now, now, if you watch Empire, you gotta, you know, you gotta sit on. through Return of the Jedi to get the whole right, get the whole piece. But Lord but, of the Rings, no, you have to watch all of them. It's it's one story. Yeah. Um and, and I would agree with the masterpiece. I I think they dropped it a little bit. They started they Peter Jackson started to get into his hobbit mentality by the third one. So which <laughs> which just bled over into obviously the hobbits. Um, sure, sure. But it is um All right, man. Well, I think we're running a little long on time. I was going to talk about the the remixed remastered Sergeant Pepper's vinyl, but I actually didn't get time to finish listening to it. So oh, okay. I'll save that. Hey, save that be, for next week. Before we go, maybe. before we go, what do we got for our weekly challenge this week? Okay. So we're, what do you got for me? Taking a complete, a complete turn. Okay. From, from black mirror. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know. Some of our, some of our, our mutual friends were talking about this in the group texts. Um, it's a Netflix, anime okay um i'm gonna butcher this pronunciation but kakegururi okay i i definitely K- could not try that to say k-a-k-e-g-u-r-u-i maybe kakegururi okay i think i've seen that i think it popped up on my suggested stuff thing yeah the big the big banner thing it's uh i don't know from like the clips and things that i've seen from it it looks a little risque okay but 
it's TV 14, so it can't be, you know, too right. bad. Well, TV 14 Japanese is software porn, but <laughs> yeah, who who knows? They have they have, like you talk about the differences in what is and isn't acceptable between the U.S. and Britain mm-hmm. in terms of like like sexual content versus violence. Right. Um, the 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 standards are are completely different in Japan, though they're probably closer to ours than than Britain's. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So um, so so Kakegurui. grossly generalizing with with all that, but this <laughs> right. is it's it's some kind of story about a high school where a lot of girls gamble. <laughs> okay. That's and I don't I don't I don't know. We'll see. Where, hey, there what, are twelve are episodes. How many? How many? 12 there are 12 episodes All right, what, do we, what do we got for me how many mo- episodes this week mo- most anime episodes are are half hour 20 20 ish minutes okay. um we did black mirror that was three hours of content so you want to say half of it the first six okay i'm good with that was that was that a, i know i found myself uh last night after watching the the finale of star trek discovery which we're not going to talk about because you haven't seen it mm-hmm. um going Oh, I was I was gonna like watch some some The Office or something before I go to sleep, but I have one more episode of Black no. Mirror to suffer through before. I mean, right. it depends on whether it's whether it's uh, it's fun to watch or not. Right. But did did the three hours seem like a good? Yeah, that, I thought that that, that was point. fine. Obviously, it was it was difficult because it was a, a bad subject thing. But I think that if yeah. it was interesting, I could have definitely watched through it. Um, with this one, also, I, it's not a terrible amount watching six because anime takes a while usually i mean i don't want to say they're all the same here but in general they have long build-ups so if you just watched one or two you're probably not gonna get nothing out of it you're not gonna get yeah yeah yeah. i mean you presumably get the the premise and the setup in the pilot but then like it moves real slow from there right really slow okay so we'll, we'll watch six by next week start with six that's like one a night or something let's hope let's hope that we're uh we're happy happy on this one yeah, yeah. right okay Hopefully, so- something we can recommend from, cool cool from, from the chat well it wouldn't be a challenge if it wasn't a little challenge <laughs> a little right? a little bit out of our, our wheels. a l- little bit a little bit right all right man so uh everybody take it easy thanks for watching if you are watching listening uh go to frontporchpodcast.com slash 24 right this is 24 um 25 25 Ooh, there we go slash 25 to to get this 25 one, to get this one download it to check out information links um chapter I, don't, list. I don't think we'll have too many show notes but uh there's we've got our our bios there information you can right. leave us a comment we'll, we'll, we'll send, link s- we'll, send us some feedback we'll put our uh rotten tomatoes 11 percent score for for black mirror on, on there yeah yeah, yeah it's rough. all right everybody so for the front porch this is michael And Dennis. Have a good evening, everybody. Night, guys.